Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Jennifer Richmond. She's an international relations specialist, a writer, a TEDx, as well as keynote speaker. Jennifer, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Christopher. So many, many years ago, I had a mentor and he told me about this phrase. He's like, you're, you're like a, a global citizen. And this is like 20 years ago. And I just remember that, that phrase. And I, I think Jennifer typifies that phrase because she's currently in Texas, but she's traveled around the world and she speaks Chinese, which is a very, very, very hard language to learn. So Jennifer, tell us what inspired you, not just to learn Chinese, but what was your very first memory to know that you, you had this global awareness of this global citizenship in you? Yeah, that started, it started back in elementary school, it's say fourth grade. I was living in Ohio, Kettering, Ohio. If anyone knows where that is, it's outside of Wright Pat Air Force Base where my father was stationed. And he came home and he told our family we were moving to Burma. What? Where? <laughs> <laughs> and so, <clears throat> He was able to, to, I started to cry, but he was able to get my attention because apparently there's tigers in Burma. So that's what you call, <laughs> you know, an elementary school kid. And so that worked, whatever. <laughs> and then soon thereafter, we, we found ourselves there and it was the watershed moment in my life. I mean, my little um, suburban Ohio world was turned upside down. And to see, not only was I there in Burma, in a whole new country, but I was attending an international school. So my schoolmates were from South Korea, from the UK, from Malaysia. And it was just a whole new experience for me. And I really came to see that learning the different cultural nuances, I got a, I got a thrill out of that, but then also seeing how we were much more alike than we were, were different. And I would say that really defined my whole path moving forward, including all my studies and in international relations. And then when I was old enough, what I did was went on to study Mandarin Chinese. So much, as, much of my um, international experience as an adult has been in China specifically. And what's something that people might be interested in about China, you know, because I've been there many times, but I want to hear your perspective, because again, you hear what's on the news. It's like, my hope is that, at least in the States, right, when you look at China now more so, or like North Korea or Iran, like all these places that are supposedly are, are bad places or are enemies and blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm not being naive to think that there's some, some aspects of those governments that are not in our best interest. But from your personal experience, what are some things that you really appreciate about the Chinese culture and what you learn from there? Well, I think you, what you just said was really important. I mean, sure, there's differences in governments, and I think that drives, obviously, the media and a lot of misperception. But I come back to what I found out when I lived in Burma as a young kid. I mean, people are, in large part, the same. I mean, we want the same things. We all want to find happiness. We all want to find security. We love our children. And so um, I'll never forget, I was in China during the time that the spy plane was uh, brought down over Hainan Island. And so there was a lot of press and uh, anti-American sentiment at that time. And I was living with a Chinese family. And I, they looked at me and they said something, it was just so simple, but you're not your government. 
you know? And we're going to stand beside you as our friend. And so, and I, everywhere I've traveled, I see that. Of course, you've got people who buy into some of the the media spin or buy into uh, government narratives. But in general, when you get to know someone, I mean, it's truly just a different perspective. So with regards to China specifically, are there cultural differences? Absolutely. And how we navigate um, interpersonal relationships and whatnot. But there's so much that is similar. And and so when I, I try to go beyond the narratives that we now see, um, particularly some of the anti-Chinese narratives that we see around this virus. I mean, did the government make some bad decisions? Probably so. I'm sure we did, you know, our government did as well. But to look at the people there and my friends there, you know, we remain in contact. We have the same concerns of being socially distanced. Um, You know, dealing with the same hopes and the same fears. And that's really, um, where I center my relationships is in that interpersonal realm. No, that's great. So can you share with us a story about, again, a, 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 a time where you were in China where, again, just to give the audience uh, an inkling, an image of, of one specific element of the Chinese culture that, that you really admire that you can share with us? You know, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a different story. Close yeah, to China, for sure. For sure, for sure. Close to China, but yeah. we're going we're gonna to head south to Vietnam. So follow, <laughs> follow me for a minute. I'm following you. <laughs> so, you know, I love letters. I started a program, Truth In Between, to get people to connect over letters. And that started really here in America when I noticed people disagreeing over ideological differences. But the origin of Truth In Between was even before then. It was to connect students across uh, Vietnam and the United States. So this is where I'm at in Vietnam now. So I've got a classroom in Vietnam. I've got a classroom in Austin that has for years been connecting over letters, little videos, artwork. It's amazing. And I'll never forget, this is my son who I started this program because I wanted him to be able to see the world. And unlike me that had the opportunity to live overseas when I was a kid, he wasn't gonna get that opportunity. And so I started that out of that passion for him to be able to kind of see the world through someone else's eyes. And I'll never forget one day he came home and he was young, third grade, and he was so ecstatic because he found out that his Vietnamese pen pal liked pizza. And he, I mean, it's just like that connection, that simple connection that, oh, we're not all that different. I mean, yeah, before yeah. that, I think his Vietnamese pen pals were just kind of this, I don't know, face out there or without any distinction. Yeah. And all of a sudden to see that connection, he was like, holy crap. They're, they're just How like, old was your son at the time? He was third grade. So let's say, what is eight, that? Eight, eight years old? Yes, eight years yeah. old. Um, and so the, the, but going back to your question, Vietnam in general, every time I've gone to Vietnam and Vietnam is a place, obviously there's tensions between the U S and China. We see it right now playing out in real time, but you go to Vietnam where we actually had a war. Yeah. yeah. And, um, every time I go there, the curious, even though you, you know, even being in the war museums that showed the atrocities and particularly, obviously from the Vietnamese perspective, Everyone there was so curious. Who are you? You know, can I get to know you? Are you the person, you know, that is connected to this wartime atrocity? And it never came 
from a place of malice, yeah. but a place of curiosity. Um, and it just, every single time I, I go to Vietnam, that is the reaction that I get, is the sense of curiosity and a sense of moving beyond these past differences to find where we can connect. And um, I just, that, that to me is, is amazing and beautiful. And you see that in China as well, but to see it in an area where we actually were at war at one point, yeah, and really yeah, not yeah. that long ago, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. in terms of history is, is amazing. Again, if you look at the larger context of world history, again, whether it's Japan, Germany, Italy, these are our sworn enemies during World War II, and now here we are as allies, right? So when you look at longer history, and it's even not that long, frankly, it's the last hundred years, but I really appreciate you, you shedding light on this, this awareness and how we all are connected. Jennifer, how can our guests learn more about you and stay in touch with you and, and watch some of your, your TEDx talks? Absolutely. Well, I have most of my stuff on my truthinbetween.com website. One of the things I've been doing lately, so like I mentioned, the Truth In Between started out with a love of letters and a love of connecting people over cultures. But in the past couple of years, I really pivoted that when I saw our ideological differences in the United States really come to a head and didn't feel that we were addressing our differences properly in a social media context, you know, in 180 characters, if you will, um, bashing each other over, our over their heads in, on Twitter. So it really became a movement to connect people over ideological differences to have a better understanding of where people are coming from and why they believe what they believe. Now with the virus and we find ourselves sheltering in place and more isolated than ever, what I've taken that mission and I'm connecting students um, to seniors, to elderly, particularly in senior living facilities. And again, just that, that drive to get to know people, to get to know their experiences and to see uh, the differences, or the, excuse me, the commonalities despite our differences. So all of that, including my TEDx talk, which is on surprise, surprise, letters, <laughs> you can find on my Truth In Between website. And if you're interested in connecting over letters, please get in touch. I love, I love that medium. I feel like that's really a, sometimes even more true connection than face-to-face -face when, you know, you're concerned with how you might look or you know, whether or not you brush your teeth that morning. I feel like letters gives us that space and that distance for um, a very meaningful correspondence. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for your very meaningful words right now, your message. Have a great day and hope everyone reaches out to you, Jennifer. Thanks so much. Thank you, Christopher. It was a pleasure.